Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of The Vibrarian Show. My name is Joelle and I'm the Vibrarian. I'm here to elevate, enlighten, and empower you with information that I hope that you will find positive and uplifting. Every night I'm here on Thursday, excuse me, every week I'm here on Thursday evenings for an exploration. I believe that knowledge is power, and so I'm on a quest to examine all of the mysteries that are around us in the everyday world. There's no stone that I will leave unturned in my quest to kind of understand a little bit more about this world we're living in, and I love it that you all join me for my conversation each week. Now, you can join the Vibrary community on my Facebook page. I am pulling together a group of people I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe because we are gathered together to share information that is uplifting, to bring a smile to your face, to increase your awareness, and just generally spread peace, love, and soul around the little Facebook universe. So you can connect with me by searching for at the vibrarian, and that's B-I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, so you can connect with me on those platforms as well. If you see something you think would be helpful for the Good Vibe Tribes, definitely just give me a tag. Let me know so that I can pass it on to the other people out there sharing tweets and pictures and all the lovely things we like to do in those arenas. But it's also the same at the Vibrarium. I did used to be a librarian in my corporate life, but now I am looking to spread only positive energy. So that's why I am now the vibrarian because I'm trying to help us all increase our frequency and vibration with the energy of love. You can call the show to ask questions at 646-668-8988. And of course, you can also find all of the other programming that's available on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. And the home for that is www.blogtalkradio.com slash the vibrary. That's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. So I'm so excited this evening to have you join me because this has been a week to remember. We will never experience probably most of us something like this in our lifetime again. Now, what I am talking about is the eclipse, the grand event on Monday, the 21st of August. That was the eclipse that took North America across from coast to coast over a period of a couple of hours. And I would love to hear your stories about how you celebrated this eclipse, what your experience was, what kind of energy you felt, and how you commemorated this, this awakening. Now, I will say that the last time I remember something like this, I believe I recall the 1978 or 79 solar eclipse that they were all talking about. I think I would have been in maybe third grade, and if I remember right, I was at my grandparents' farm in Kansas because I can remember thinking at the time 
it seemed like 40-something years was going to be a long time away and that I thought that I may not live to be that old. <laughs> now, of course, since I am a happy age of 45, I understand now that that's not that old <laughs> for it to have happened in my lifetime. But it certainly is something that those of us who are this age are unlikely to experience again. I don't know exactly how many years it will be before the next opportunity for something like this to hit uh, North America is going to happen. But for certain, you know, and that's, that's what the key is. Eclipses happen all the time. We enter cycles of them, um, a, you know, a couple of times, I think, a year, and they come in astrological pairs. So a couple of weeks ago I had Virginia Alexander on, who is an astrologist, and expert, and she explained to us what was going on with eclipse energies and how they work a little bit. I'll definitely provide a link to that episode in the show notes for tonight so you can revisit that if you like. But the thing that was so stellar about this one is that it was visible so much across the North American continent. I was sitting uh, in and out myself going to see what was happening uh, on TV in between running in and outside to see what I could see in the sky. And the first place that I saw what was called the totality, which is when the total um, imposing of the moon in between the sun at like 100% coverage or totality was off in Oregon somewhere, uh, way off up into the northwest of the, the continent of North America. And I have to tell you, I was filled with emotion and tears of just happiness came to my eyes. It was just a shift in my energy. When I saw the people and their excitement, there were tents of people camped out, and there were families that had traveled for hours to make it to those points on that northwest that were supposed to get the longest period of totality to be visible. And so I, you know, I just was, it was almost like I was there myself experiencing it with them. And um, I can't describe anything like it. It's like um, sometimes there are things in the, the collective consciousness that happen that take us into a place of, um, Emotion that we're not necessarily expecting to experience, but I do believe, you know, me personally, I certainly was expecting to experience um, because I had high expectations about what this eclipse was bringing to us energetically. And so um, I guess it's no surprise that for me it did trigger an emotional response. Uh, For other people, I think they may have experienced – just kind of like a ooh and ah, like a great fireworks show. But for me, it was very much just in, uh, acknowledging this, the, not even the symbolic, the actual energy of change that this eclipse represented. And I found myself uh, really just grateful and an energy of, of experiencing that with my fellow humankind that were out there, you know, for that particular moment. Of course, as the day progressed, there was coverage on the news from all over the place. But 
I went outside with a group of people. I did remain in the Atlanta area. I had looked to see if I was going to go over to one of the northern, a couple of hours north of here was how far you needed to be in order to be in that totality. So that put Tennessee and South Carolina in the kind of arc of visibility. But um, things did not work out or align for me to do so. And I wound up being very fine with that. Um, I, you know, because I did feel the energy and there was quite a bit of traffic and I know from people who um, who went to it <laughs> that I heard from, <clears throat> excuse me, on the way back that it took several hours for them to make it back from Tennessee back into Georgia. And there were towns that I saw in northern Georgia that had um, – that one little town with a population, a very small population, was expecting about 50,000 people in and around the roads near there as people were going uh, to be traveling for that weekend to see it. So I, I don't mind that I missed the traffic <laughs> to do that. But from what I saw, there were field trips where students were bused from various communities that did not have the visibility of the totality so that they could experience it. Their families took vacations that had been planned for a long period of time, up to a couple years. And of course, there were consciousness groups that went to major uh, kind of energetic centers all around the globe, not just in North America, because they wanted to send their energy through these places at this powerful time of alignment. So I know at Glastonbury in the UK, um, I saw people at Mount Shasta who were celebrating um, uh, people in regions where there was no visibility of the eclipse at all over on the other side hemisphere of the world were still uh, experiencing and joining in now. I tend to listen to a lot of people who are on YouTube and channels like that who are um, teaching astrology, who are sharing their knowledge and wisdom that they receive from the spiritual realm. And one of the things that they were talking about with this eclipse is that this is a time when there was a massive energetic opportunity for the collective consciousness to shift into a different vibration. Eclipse was kind of like the, the uh, continuation of the 2012 shift energy. Some of the teachers were teaching that, this, you know, this is part of that manifestation of our shift into the new vibration for a 5D Earth rather than a 3D. Now, what does that mean? Some of you would ask that, you know, well, what is the 5D and 3D? So if you think about the world that we live in, what you see on the news, if you see um, the war, the strife, the division, the anger, the hatred, the um, the grind, the daily grind of paying bills, of going to work, of toiling and kind of doing the laborious things that are meant for us to do, uh, being firmly grounded in this reality that is created around us, then we have opportunity to ascend to higher vibrations as we grow and evolve into higher consciousness. 
So the 5D kind of experience is marked by a higher vibration that speaks to a unity of all things, a respect for all things, a love for all things. It is a vibration that is closer to source um, in terms of, of not de- dealing with negativity, not to say that you don't deal with it, but you are not necessarily vibrating in the frequency of negativity. And so to me what that means would be that if you are able to see someone as your fellow human or see earth as uh, worth cherishing, as something sacred, not something to be used up, um, that there is unity no matter what country or no matter what creed or color you are. Those are certainly 5D kind of energetic principles or frequencies that we can emit. So the idea is that our planet has for many, many thousands of years been operating at a lower frequency of um, lack, fear, territorialism, uh, using up of resources, be they the earth or its inhabitants or its animals, just using them up to a point of imbalance to where there is uh, the haves, the have-nots, the um, high and the low are separated by such extreme degrees. And I think that we could all say that we see that manifesting around us. But as we have been moving through Um, the energies of these past few years, what we are told is that this is not just how society is, that we as as humanity have an opportunity to do differently, to exist differently, to approach life and those around us differently. And many, many people are choosing to do this. And so what the teachers talk about is that this eclipse was a time when we are going to be propelled forward even more rapidly into deciding which vibration are you going to hold within your personal self. So, for example, in the United States, we had this terrible event in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, where there was a demonstration by one certain belief system and an anti-demonstration by the opposite belief system. But the result was that there was a great deal of anger, energy, fear, energy. There was a death of a person who was there to participate. And in general, a lot of sorrow was the response, a lot of greater fear was the response, a lot of deep anger on on all sides was the response of people. Excuse me, even the sorrow at that something like this could happen in the year that this is in 2017. A lot of people were stunned and shocked and disheartened by it. Some people were emboldened by it. But in general, it was a quite a wave of negativity in general came through. However, there was 
what the media does not necessarily show us is also part of the response to that, which is that people who didn't go protest, who saw something that happened on TV and it made them so upset, they went out of their way then to show kindness to other people to show and say, you know, this is not what I believe. This is not what I am resonating with, and I do not condone this. I reject it, and that's not who I and my family are going to be in the world. So it was kind of a wake-up call for people to say, who are you and what are you believing in and what is going to be your stance and energetic response to it? That is exactly what eclipses do. You know, the lunar eclipse is where something of an internal nature is revealed, how we feel about something. Um, and, and solar eclipse is then something in a grander level, external level, a societal level, a global level, where then we have to say, is this who we are? Who are we going to be? So it's not a surprise to me that we are in a time period where we were experiencing a kind of purging or not even a purge because it's, the energy is not gone. It's still there. But it was almost like a ramping up of a vibration that has made made quite a few people uncomfortable, um, made quite a few people troubled. Um, and it, these things are playing out in the media across the world stage. So it's not something that happens in isolation. And there certainly have been events in other places, uh, a van driver driving through uh, a crowd and killing people, um, shootings, hostage situations. I mean, if you look at the news, you have your choice of negative experience that you can um, focus on. Now, what I have learned for myself in the last uh, 10 years or so, seven years, uh, when I first went through kind of an awakening back in 2010, my friends used to call me Ricky Bobby. And they would say, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. So those of you who don't know the movie Talladega Nights, there's a scene in there when uh, the main character is thinking uh, something that's kind of negative and the uh, character against him rejects that thought and says, you know, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Like, I am not going to let you speak that into existence in my reality. So my friends got to saying that I was gloom and doom, that I was Ricky Bobby. I was always thinking that the worst was getting ready to happen. And that really was. That was part of my kind of awakening experience. When I looked at the world around, I was like, wow, this is not headed to a good place. So I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, spreading an energy of fearfulness, um, an energy of negativity, but I understand now that all those things that I was seeing and learning, I had to go through a revelatory or a revelation in order to see it, to know that it existed. Therefore, I could choose to then how I would do something about it because many of the things that I was discovering were stuff that one – would be rightfully disturbed to find out about. and um, But as things shifted and we got towards 2012 and beyond, I began to look at the 
more positive messages and to focus away from certain things that were drawing me into this thinking that everything, everything, everything was so terrible. I was in a very kind of bubbled uh, reality then that reinforced my idea of how negative things were. And slowly but surely I was introduced to positive things that it turns out that there were people who were rebelling against the status quo, who were making changes, who were as strongly convicted as I was that this was not the way that they wanted society to be and they were doing things about it. So I was able to shift and Actually, I finally wound up leaving my employment in the traditional sense back in 2015 because I realized that part of my feelings were because of what I was seeing in the world of law. It was very disturbing to me that the law system was not about justice. It seemed that it was more about economics. It was an economic system, and justice rarely seemed to be the outcome because it was more so about the process of going through court and the money that is paid to do that, and the same thing with politics. So I found myself very jaded and feeling very disenfranchised, and I had to physically take myself out of that environment into something else so that I could understand, no, there was good happening outside of the realm of my perspective. So, you know, I took the opportunity to to do that, I had the ability, thankfully, to be able to, to do that. It was certainly a sacrifice, but it was so much better for my health in order to do so. So what I have found now in 2017 is my inner outlook is so much better now because I've surrounded myself with and I seek out those things that uplift me, that show me where the good in our world and society is. I will say that I don't watch a lot of news. I um, kind of have a media diet. I don't listen to much current popular music. Um, now, I consume all manner of things on um, YouTube, and some of it is good and some of it isn't. You know, I um, definitely look to um, my what I'm eating, what I'm eating, what I'm feeding my brain as a programming, and have worked to shift myself out of that so that I'm seeing the service-oriented projects, seeing the love, seeing where people are making sacrifice or opening their doors to other people. People are uh, expressing that, no, we reject that, and we are going to make tangible steps in order to improve the world for all, not just for ourselves. And so, you know, when I saw the people at the eclipse, this was not an event that was generating money this is not as something that was for economic gain. Many people took time off work because they wanted to be there with their families to experience something that was just a feel-good moment. Um, it's like we're not at war in that moment. We're all at a standstill when we're observing something that is so much greater than ourselves, such as the transit of planets that really put us into perspective that even we are infinitesimally small compared to the sun, and yet we are just as important a creation individually as the sun is. 
So to see these millions of people, I think they said something like 1.2 million people were anticipated to be on the road over the weekend of the eclipse on their way to see it. And I have not heard what the estimates are as to the global participation or attention that was paid to this, what the TV ratings and things were, I don't know. But what I can say is that in, in any language, I saw posts all over Facebook, it was people celebrating it from Italy to Mexico to Russia and Canada, um, China. It was like a beautiful kind of outpouring and to see the different languages that people were using to talk about the eclipse. It didn't matter, right? So global events such as this remind us that, you know what, there is something different than the 3D kind of matrix reality that we can so easily get caught up in on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, if anything, the eclipse certainly kept that perspective going for me. But I also do believe that when I see what's happening, that my life is certainly about to shift into a place uh, that is going to be so much more amazing than what I can even imagine because, you know, I just have that, uh, what I've read seems to confirm that for me and what my own experience uh, seems to confirm that for me as well. Now, I will say that I had a great deal of energetic experiences in my physical body this month from the lunar eclipse forward. I had days when I was extremely tired, when I could not seem to get myself moving. I was somewhat disoriented. I would have kind of a soreness in my body. Um, Leading up to like eclipse day itself, when I stepped outside, the pressure in my head, like in my crown chakra and third eye, it felt like I had a weather balloon of huge size that was my head. I felt a different atmospheric pressure. I certainly felt an energetic movement of joy in my body and, of course, the outpouring of emotion that I shared earlier. Um, so this was not just a visual experience. It was very much a physical experience. And from the teachings that I have seen, they talk about that the way that the sun was lined up, um, that we were receiving downloads and transmissions that were actually meant to elevate and activate our light body or our energetic self. There was even a crop circle that appeared in uh, Essex in the UK and one of the areas where there are crop circles that was amazing. It looked like the eclipse, like a moon-type object over a sun, and there was a triangle kind of ray that had all these glyphs in it that was coming in. Now, I'm a person, I believe absolutely crop circles of communication from uh, beings that are not necessarily vibrating at the same density as a human being and that they certainly are not hoaxes or things that are created by a bunch of people with boards dragging them around a field. And the crop circle activity this year over in the U.K. has been amazing around each of the events such as the solstice in June, the Lionsgate portal in August, um, and leading up to the eclipse. You know, so I, I think that this is confirmation that there is a shift opportunity 
But I've also been reading and hearing that it's not that you woke up then the day after the eclipse and are like, oh, yay, everything is unicorns and sparkles. There is definitely an energetic kind of one guy, the Leo King, I think, calls it a hangover uh, kind of feeling. And I will say in my personal life, there has been a, there was a great deal of negative dramas and things that did emerge in the days leading up to the eclipse like struggles, challenges, arguments, issues, uh, financial challenges, unexpected things that were uh, that kind of took people into a place where they might have been more angry than usual or upset or touchy than usual. But as I understand it, all of these things were kind of part and parcel of it because we were meant to see things that were uncomfortable and experience things were uncomfortable so that we could figure out what do we want? Do we want to be in that kind of reality or do we choose to be in a different reality that vibrates more positively, that feels better? And for me personally, you know, the things that I was experiencing, I really tried to just maintain a calm space. It took a great deal of energy to do so. And I know that there were people around me who also experienced things that, Everyone seemed to be able to finally kind of navigate, but there were some, you know, breakups and breakdowns and all kinds of things. It was like, what is going on? But um, I think that I certainly can say I know more clearly what I don't want and what I'm not going to allow into my energetic framework. And I think that the event, you know, in Charlottesville was an interesting example because I don't necessarily watch news and current events, but I knew that something was going on. It was on, you know, Facebook, which, of course, I participate in that um, as a way to stay connected. And people were talking about it, so I felt I needed to tune in to see exactly what was going on. And I watched a a little short news clip about it that was very, uh, it was on Vice News on HBO. It was very raw. It was on the ground kind of thing. And I got the worst, I, I wanted to cry during it because I was sad. I was triggered very much to feel negative emotions. And later that day, I really got a terrible headache. And I feel like I really just was trying to shift out of the negativity that I had just ingested. But I felt that I I owed it to reality, if you will, to actually open my eyes to it and see what happened. So it was like I allowed a negative uh, energetic pill. I swallowed it. I took my medicine, so to speak, and then I dealt with the fallout from that then moving through my system. And it it just made me more confirmed that things are changing and that we have to see how negative things are in order to understand what needs to be elevated, what needs to be shifted. And so it's like you can't know that there is an infection until sometimes you have to like open up uh, an area that's painful. Sometimes they'll have to go in for surgery and then they'll find out, oh my gosh, it's festering on the inside. And this would have killed you had we not gone into it at this particular time. 
And I think there are certainly things that if we don't go into them as a society, they certainly have the potential to kill members of our society and to kill us energetically. And so I believe that what we're experiencing right now is that eclipse is revealing all the things, the little shadowy things that have been hidden, that have been on the back pages, that have been underneath the surface just bubbling and simmering. And I think that we will experience more of this. But the the trick is not to then become part of the boiling rage response to that. And I saw several people responding on YouTube, but honestly, some of the energy of the responses that were being made was just as toxic as the event. The words that were being used were very hateful. They were harsh. The people were rightfully angry, but they were turning around and not showing loving energy to those who were not loving. And, you know, I I can't remember if it was the Dalai Lama or somebody who said that he would not fight a war for peace because the answer to a war is not more war. You know, so I know that for me, um, not engaging in then angry back to the people who made me angry, who are expressing their anger, is not necessarily the response. So what we're supposed to do, as I understand it, and what I truly believe is, we help impact our world on an individual basis. Even though there are systemic problems, if I vibrate at the frequency of love, if I vibrate at a frequency of equality, then every person around me, whether they talk to me or not, will be impacted by my energy. If I hold the energy of sorrow and stress and pain and anger, then those around me will also then be resonating with that energy, and it will affect them whether they know it or not. So it is almost like the each one teach one principle is that you have to just manage yourself, live in love yourself, love yourself, uh, uh, go into your inner depths, take opportunities like the eclipse to really examine who you are, And then if there's something that's not vibrating with you, shift out of that and find a way to compassion, find a way to see the you and others. And then if you're holding that frequency, then the person who comes in contact with you, the grocery store, the person who has a conversation with you that's a friend, they will be affected by that energy that you are holding. And it is very much like a positive virus that we don't have to worry about, you know, not spreading a cold. You know, a lot of us try to say, oh, well, I don't want to give my cold to anybody, but the chances are we breathed on them and we spread a germ whether we into it or not. It's the same thing with our loving energy. Whether we intend to or not, we have the uh, opportunity to spread a virus. And so I personally, when I get discouraged and think what kind of world is this that we have, I think, okay, don't be discouraged, I know what I am doing, what I am holding, and so therefore I am doing my part in creation. And when I see things like a group of uh, thousands of people sitting in a field sharing views on their telescope so that other people can look in the sky, people buying 
glasses for school children who don't have the right glasses and sending it to them so they can make sure that they get to experience it. It is one of those humanity-level events that shows it is still possible to have unity consciousness. If we can be unified over this massive planetary alignment, then there is so much more that we can also then move into unity consciousness with. And what I believe that this eclipse is providing an opportunity is for us to continue to hold that intention of unity consciousness and holding the image of the better society that we want to create for ourselves and for the children who come behind us that this this eclipse energetic portal has given us and continues to give us, especially over the next six months, an opportunity to do so. So I do see we have some callers who are holding this evening, and I would like to bring uh, the first one on the air here to see. And is this Monica? Hey, Hi, Monica. How are you? Yes. <laughs> Hey. I'm lovely. I'm lovely. I'm so glad you called in this evening. I hope I didn't put you on the spot, but I do know that I, you were going to call in and you've been supporting this show so long. I want to know what you did for the eclipse, and that's what we're sharing this evening is what you felt in the last month. Have you felt the eclipse? Well, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, you feel different energies and you can't really define it. And, and seeing that I'm, some, you know, I'm somewhat new, I was like, wow, I felt like kind of really weepy and really emotional. And I was trying to figure out how that was, because I'm thinking, oh, it should be a positive thing. And on the day of the eclipse, it was, I had that feeling but it was it was different it was um more of a crying of something old leaving and allowing something new to come in and i found myself literally on the floor cross legs meditating through the whole thing mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this is new and it was just, that was, you know, it was almost like a, like I say, like a breaking down of something old, you know, old feelings, old things that I was holding on, old, you know, old tears. And it just like mm-hmm. really felt like a cleansing. And um, like I said, I was sitting in front of my window because I had tried the whole thing with the colander and out there trying to see and dang near blinded myself. <laughs> and I said, you know what, I'm just going to kind of chill out and just let the energy do its thing. And as I was sitting there meditating, I seen my neighbor struggling to get, uh, she had had her uh, one of her son's birthday party, sweet little boy. And you know how everybody bows those big, gets, rents those big bouncy houses and different things like that. And this was a neighbor I had never met. They were pretty new to the neighborhood. And and I watched her, you know, kind of struggle, and I'm sitting there looking, and before I realized it, I was on my feet, on my way out the door, out the door, crossing the street, saying, can I help you? And mm-hmm. it was like, wow. 
wait a minute, this is new, you know, and it felt good. And, you know, we had a conversation about the eclipse, and they were like, well, I don't understand. And in sharing the same thing that you you were saying this is an energy of release, of renewal, of newness, of, you know, a, a personal impact. And that's what I definitely felt. It was my first eclipse that I can remember being a part of. I think uh, 79, I would have been, what, 12? So, you know, I'd never experienced anything. I've never even seen a shooting star or anything like that. So this was really big for me. But where I thought I would feel it more of a physical excitement, it was more of a spiritual kind of thing that I felt, you know, again, getting quiet, allowing myself to just be in the moment and just feel the energy, you know, and the emotional part, like I said, the weeping, I was like, okay, this is new, but we're just going to go with the flow and just (laughs) let it do what it do, and I have to admit, since that moment, it's been a more of a calming kind of feeling where I was, you know, I felt like, you know, with my personal struggles that I wasn't coping well and I was stressing about a lot of things. And afterwards, after that day, it's a lot of the stress that, you know, again, some of the times that we just carry with us like luggage, I was ready, you know, nope, I'm not I'm not gonna pick that up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm not gonna pick up any negativity. I'm gonna leave it right where it is. And it wasn't a struggle. It wasn't a fight for me to, you know, try to convince myself to do it. It was something more of a natural like, Nope, I don't need it. I'm just not gonna mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pull it in. You know, and I like what you said about just trying to push that positivity out in front of you, you know what I mean? For me, it's, you know, giving, you know, where you didn't have a voice, now use it, you know what I mean? Use it in a way of educating and loving, you know what I mean? We come from a background is that if you decide to tear something up, you know, or tear something down, you can't walk away until you build it up. So, you know, in a sense of, even in confronting certain issues and the the issues that we're having in today's time and in our reality, I can't tear it down unless I'm coming back behind it to build it back up. You know what I mean? And to build that person up, okay, yeah, this may be wrong, but on the other hand, look at the changes that we are experiencing. This is the time. This is the time that we're learning on a collective and that part is exciting for me. You know, I mean, just not mm-hmm. an individual. I see myself individually grow, but watching people come out of, a, you know, I mean, for lack of a better word, a closet and be able to stand in the sun, sun, sunshine and say, okay, I'm out here. Now what's next? You know, so right. it, it, it's really been to me, I've never experienced it before, but it was definitely when I allowed myself to release and just be in the moment, definitely felt a shift, definitely felt a change in the way I thought, you know, because nowadays we can be real, you know, this is a time where being cynical is, it's, we're in a scary situation that some would think. 
And with the eclipse, I realized it wasn't as scary as I wanted to make it out to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Understanding that this is what needs to be needs to be happening, and that this is us waking up our consciousness as a whole, as a species. Here yeah, we're gonna have a couple issues here and there, but process. Trust in the process that the universe is taking. Trust in yourself that you're in the right place at the you know right time to receive what you need to receive. Like you said, it's an individual and we, it's always been an individual kind of thing and what we decide to do with it, with our energy, you know what I mean? And that's the way I have been looking at it. Have I still been a lot weepy? Yeah. But they're good tears and I'm letting go of some uh, things that I've just been holding on that I had no business holding on to. So all in all, it's a good thing. And I think we should all look at it, really. Uh Uh-huh. No, I say it is absolutely a good thing. And from what I am reading, the energy is not over. We are still in an opportunity through this energetic portal. And the things that I've been reading... Now, I will tell you all the, some of the places where I go to listen. The Leo King, he has had, <coughs> excuse me, he's an astrologer, but he's had a series on the eclipse, and he had one uh-huh. um, the day before the eclipse that was very good. I did share that on the Vibrarian page, and you can go there to find it. Also, uh, the other astrologers that I tend to listen to are Nadia Shah, and uh, Pam Gregory, she deals a lot with moon, uh, each of the moons that come up. Kelly Rosanna, mm-hmm. another astrologer. And then uh, Barbara Goldsmith. Each of them usually are covering not only your monthly astrology, but any kind of um, mm-hmm. major planetary transits and alignments. They are going to have really good information for you. And I always recommend that people listen to more than one voice because what will happen is the common ground, when you hear the same 75% from five different educated voices, Mm -hmm. then that gives you a validity to say, okay, you know, I can't, I would be foolish to kind of just not value this because it's coming from lots of different quarters, but they're distilling it to the same message. Um, Another person who I... I, I did um, the Leo King like you did when you shared that, and he kind of put you in a place, paired me for what, how I should be looking at this energy and what it should be. So, and it was him, and I think it was Emily Harrison. And um, mm-hmm. I also watched NASA. NASA, I kept mm-hmm. I had electronics everywhere going, mm-hmm. you know, because we're in Georgia and we didn't see, you know, I think we only got partial here. It was 90%. I tell you, it was the tiniest. It wasn't even a banana. It was less than a, it was a real thin banana. I'll tell you that. It was, it was awesome. I mean, it didn't get like how you saw in Oregon where it got really dusky dark, but the air did look different. The quality of the atmosphere 
The shadow of your body was just in stark relief. We did not get any of the shadows of the actual uh, energy coming off the sun. Like in some places they got the uh, beads and the shadows of the sun rays kind of that were coming off the planet were visible on the Mm -hmm. ground like wavy, uh, like heat waves or whatever. Excuse me, we didn't get any of that, but we certainly, it was, it was still amazing. I hate that you didn't have solar glasses because it was, it was just really like, wow, the first, first time we kind of started to see it, it looked like Cookie Monster took a bite out of the cookie. (laughs) And then it just continued until it was like if somebody ate the orange down to the rind, it was that little bitty uh, sliver before it started Mm -hmm. moving across. And that was a good three, you know, definite three minutes. I think it was about 2.35 that it hit that point. And it did not get completely silent where I was, but it certainly was uh, the air just, the sound didn't even move through the air with the same vibration that it normally does. And the temperature certainly dropped because it had been quite warm that day. But my head really was pounding so much during the day that it was a bit uh, distracting because I just felt, I don't know, the barometric pressure, you know. Well, I noticed that the the insects and the birds were, you know, kind of behaving differently. So that was the mm-hmm. first thing that I noticed. And I think that here where I'm at, it got like a um, a dusk when it finally came through. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. almost like it was right before it was getting ready to start getting darkened. But you're right. It was like the, I think it maybe it had been like 10 minutes it was like that. And it was just so Ten drop quiet, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow! It's almost like everything was just like given reverence to this magnificent event to let you know, you know, what I mean, because they usually tell if you're not sure, watch how the animals react. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, they usually give you a key, and it got completely silent. And I'm like, wow! How many times in your day? Have you hit a point of complete silence? And I think that ushered in a moment to, you know, really reflect on just what a wonderful place we're in right now. And I was wondering, because I remember them talking about, like, solar flares that were happening before the eclipse was coming. And it's almost, you yeah. know, and I remember them saying, well, when the solar flares come, that's also a kind of coding Wow, we got so mm-hmm. much information that flowed down that it made it understandable that we're dealing with some very hardcore issues now. You know what I mean? It, it it made it understandable for me. It's like, oh, okay, this is this is truly a time of immense change. Completely, Absolutely. you know, even if you go back the times when it, you know, 79, think back around 79 and what was going on. You know, I mean, we were, you know, I mean, we were slowly but surely moving into the greatness of the uh, technology age, you know, coming into, you know, um, an understanding of computers and different things. Those things were on the horizon and the information and then boom, everything was here. But we also were moving out well, I say we were also moving out of 
the hippie era that would be considered kind of the dawning yes. of the age of Aquarius, where there was love and unity energy. And then we move very fully into the more self-focused attain, attainability era of the uh, right. money was flowing and affluence began to be an opportunity, double income, households, yes. the corporate mm-hmm. jobs, and the, that took us out of that kind of hippie 70s time when there was a lot of change, protests of the Vietnam War, we were looking at people right. who were, like, really starting to stand up for, like, okay, wait, this is not who we are. This is who we are. Uh, equality, equal rights for women uh, was happening in the workplace, all those kind of tensions. And we did shift after that point into a vibration that was very different. Um, and right. I, some would say as good as it was, it also came with some bad qualities, you know what I mean? Um, for certain, well, yeah. Well, but, my thing is, so this, you see the, diff, the the connections and the parallels with it. You know what I mean? Again, we look at that, like you were saying, all those things that were going on at that time, and then we look at now the eclipse has come again, and some of the things that we were dealing with, also. You know what I mean? And to me, that seventies age really brought an understanding that unity can be obtained. But we're going to have to work at it. We're going to have to the work come is different, outside. Though. Yeah, most definitely is different. You know what I mean? But we we needed you to know, come outside of defined roles and decide who and what we wanted to be. And I look at it in this. You we see the same kind of energy. Well, you know what I mean? It's, it's the same kind of change coming again, where people are like waking up to say change or we can we're better than this and we need to move forward and there's things that need to be taken care of and we need to stand up you know as a species so it's just for me I think it was like wow looking at the parallels of like you said movement to what's going on now is truly another awakening but, I, you know, I mean, the thing with the energy, and I think that's what we need to understand more. I think I'm I'm very blessed because I have forms like you have provided to be able to get that information, to be able to understand what I'm feeling and to understand the changes in the, even in the evolution of my thought. And if you don't, you know what I mean, because... <laughs> I, I thought it was quite interesting because at the same time it was, oh, this is the thing, you know, you, I was watching the Internet and especially watching NASA and people was like, it's the sign. The world is, you know, God is telling us the world is getting ready to end. It's the last days. And I'm like, how did we get to back to that? We were well, kind of panicked. You know what I mean? But I, you, you could see both the positivity but also the fear of, you know what I mean, it's judgment, you know what I mean, this is what happens before a great disaster. And I'm like, wow, how do people well, come I mean, to It is true, though, that this is or has an opportunity to be a last days of sorts. And uh, before we wrap up here, we're just in the last few minutes, I do want to to share this with people. We have an opportunity to use this energy 
available to us of of the the enhanced love the the solar flares and the upgrades to our light body and our consciousness and awareness to manifest something that is wholly different. So if you are not happy with your life, if there is some element that you may not know what would make you happy, but you know that you are not happy, you can um, very easily write down some intentions and manifestations. We have six months that the eclipse energy is available to us, and if you want to know a little bit more about the eclipse uh, energies that we've gone through, I do have resources on the Vibrarian Facebook page, some very good blog posts that talk about what eclipses eclipse out of our lives and what opportunities we have. But I would invite you to take a moment to go ahead and write down or spend your meditation time looking and envisioning if you had the perfect world tomorrow, the perfect kind of humanity. Um, Hold the energy and the feelings if you woke up in that utopia when you do write down your list. You know, write down, a, write a letter to the universe or God or source or whoever you identify with, or if you don't identify with a higher power, then you certainly can just write down a list for yourself of that you will have love, you will have harmony, that you will have peace, that you will have joy, and Sit with that. Meditate on it repetitively. Put some affirmations in place for yourself. And we are free to create our reality. We are not trapped by the energy in so much as only we allow ourselves to be trapped by the reality around us. If you don't see an exit, Don't worry, just understand that if you intend and you set that energy in your framework and in your mindset, if you intend to shift from something, then you will shift from it because the universe will send back to you the vibration that you are sending out into it. So if you send the energy of being entrapped and enslaved and enshackled by a reality, I got bills, I got relationships, I got all, okay, Send out a different energy. Send out that we are all in love, we are all in harmony. And I know that many of the mass meditations that happened were centered around envisioning a beautiful new world for us all to exist in, not dwelling on the vibration that is low that we're experiencing right now, but dwelling in what is the new world that we want to create for each other. And I would invite each of you to do the same over the next few weeks and days to set that framework within yourself and see what happens. Now, I am getting ready to close for the evening, and I'm so glad that all of you tuned in. And, Monica, thank you for calling in to share uh, about your experience during the eclipse this evening. 
And I wanted to um, invite you all to come back on Tuesday evenings because that is the Psychic Inside Show. It's on the same blog talk channel, same phone number. Every week I interview different people who have opened to their psychic gifts and abilities with the hope that you will hear something that will resonate with you and you can understand where you also have psychic gifts and abilities because it's something available to all of us. So every Tuesday and every Thursday, I do invite you to come back for the conversations that we're having. Uh, Monica, like I said, thank you for tuning in this week and sharing your experience. And for every week that you do listen, I'm so appreciative of that. I I love it because, again, I'm growing. My, my spiritual self is just doing the happy dance every time <laughs> I connect with you because I'm learning something new and I'm releasing something old and and that's what I think that we need to keep in mind you know I mean we're coming into a newness you know a wonderful way of thinking and the one thing I wanted to share that I had I heard a gentleman say that you know we have gotten into a electronic kind of you know everything has a you know an iPhone a phone a you know connection to the internet and we need to understand that at this point in time, we can't hack our way around the in, the human experience. We've got to start connecting mm-hmm. with each other. We've got to, mm-hmm. you know, walk away from it and hack in to our neighbor, our coworker, you know, our children, our, you know what I mean, our loved ones. We've got to get back into what makes us so great as a species and so that we can usher in this universal voice to, to you know, encompass everything, everything that we are. Absolutely. We need to look in first, then look up, and then look out. So thank you exactly. all for joining me this evening. This has been the Vibrarian Show, and I will see you next week on the Vibrary Radio Network. And until then, I wish you all of the blessings that you can possibly hold until overflowing and that you are filled with love and that there is laughter and joy in your experience in the coming days. Namaste.